When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Down the Yeah. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest edition of Five on the Floor post-game. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. With me tonight, Brady Hawk. We're not coming to you particularly happy. The Heat squander one up in Chicago. 102-97 was the final score. They had this game in the bag, but they did not close. We're going to get into all of that on the other side of the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night, which is not going to be a Miami Heat player. I want to give a shout-out to Alex Toledo and Ethan Skolnick out there on site at Rock Esports Gaming Center. They had their watch party there tonight. They're doing the 2K tourney now. Uh, They are going to introduce the Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night with a segment live from uh, the center there. So listen to it now. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network here at Rock Esports Center in Palmetto Bay. Thanks to everybody who came out to watch the Heat lose tonight. I know that was not the result that everybody was looking for. They get off to a 16-1 to start. We're going to do the Rock Esports Gamer of the Night. It was going to be Bam Adebayo. Alex, he didn't score in the fourth. It might have been Jimmy Butler. He missed two threes late in the fourth. So by default, we had to pick a bowl. And DeMar DeRozan tonight ended up with 23 points, four rebounds, four assists. But he hit the three at the end, which Jimmy did not hit. And that turned out in a lot of ways to be the difference in the game. You don't expect... DeRozan has not always been the best clutch player over the course of his career, at least not in the playoffs. Uh, You don't expect him to make a three there. That was... You expect him to score, but maybe not do that. Yeah, and honestly, that's the thing with DeRozan is I feel like there's some Jimmy... Um, similarities here and I feel like he did a better impersonation of playoff Jimmy than Jimmy did right where Jimmy like kept taking the contested threes that he takes in late May and missed them and that was kind of the game right like they had a chance to win this game despite losing the turnover battle the rebound battle despite shooting 5 of 14 uh, at the rim as a team 
they were right there. They weren't able to find their best shooter open on any of those possessions, and Jimmy just kind of clanked it away. Like, the, the powers are not really there in November when it comes to the contested threes as they are in May. So, you know, shout out to Rosen. The guy, ever since he's been a Chicago Bull, has just been a more composed player in the clutch, and I think has kind of had that reputation since he's been there. He, he closed it out for them. It, it feels like it was written in the stars that the Chicago Bulls had to end another heat win streak. And the odds are it was going to happen since they play them twice in a row. And the Heat played kind of a sloppy game. They got complacent after they got up early. And the early fourth quarter Bulls run, opposing team run, it's just it's, it's part of what happens every game now. We knew it was going to be a clutch game. We were talking about it here. DeRozan ended up being the guy that Jimmy wanted to be there. You know, he, he did his best impersonation to play off Jimmy, and it worked out on, for their side. All right, so the eSports 2K tournament is actually starting now. So we're going to turn it back over to Greg to Greg and Brady. That's right, it's coming for revenge. Brady, by the way, anything he says in the podcast tonight is invalid because he's been challenged to 2K by Alex, and he has ducked the last two times. Even I'm out here tonight. Anyway, back to Greg and Brady for the rest of five on the floor. Welcome back. That was your Rock eSports Gamer of the Night from Alex and Ethan. Uh, live on site there as they uh, hosted the watch party. It did not go as we had hoped. The Miami Heat ended up losing in Chicago. The seven-game win streak snapped. 102-97 was the final score. They had this game in the bag early. 22-1 to was the score at one point. I mean, like, it's just – it's jarring to look at on the scoreboard. And then it ends up um, slowly slipping away. The Bulls chip away at it. Uh, there were some specific things I thought looked – uh, weird late that looked great early. And um, it's this thing with the fourth quarters. It keeps coming back to haunt the team. There were some positive things that happened too, but not enough of them to get the victory. Ultimately, this is a disappointing loss up in Chicago. But let's pick your brain, Brady, because you're smarter than I. What was happening? What was not happening late? that was happening early where you see this Jekyll and Hyde situation with this team because they were up early. They looked good. They took control a couple other times throughout the game. I thought they had it in the bag a couple times in the fourth quarter, even as they were getting outscored. What the hell is happening late in these games? Yeah. So the, number one, the biggest difference is the fact that they couldn't miss in the first quarter and then everything pretty much fell off a cliff. But when you ask that question about the main thing that changed to me, it's Bam Adebayo tonight where he had such a flow offensively and it was the, the specifically the jumper where I'm watching him get into these pull-ups and fadeaways and turnarounds and uh, they're sending these doubles at him where he's just getting such a respect level and he's getting to the line a ton and a lot of it's coming from pump fakes on the jumper because there's so much gravity there where he, when he's in a flow like that and you're without a significant piece and your role players are not shooting well, <laughs> like it feels like that's something you should stick with. And the one thing that stuck out to me was like the one thing that did not carry over was he was in lineups where he kind of had to play playmaker where they're running these actions where he's standing at the top of the key. And, and there was an action that I actually thought worked really well tonight, but they kept running these, these back screens where it was like they had one where Jimmy got a lob from Bam throughout the game. And it was like kind of a back screen from Duncan. Yep. Jimmy got it. The Caleb dunk. It started with uh, a Jaime back screen for Jaime to get it on the roll. He goes up, kicks it to the corner, swing to Caleb. Caleb ends up getting the dunk. So it was a lot of good stuff coming from it, but it became repetitive where now you're relying like fully on your role players and Bam is just playing quarterback where you're on a night where you cannot score and Bam is your kind of one of your main sources of offense. 
you need to get him down in his spots. You need to get him down on that baseline. You need to get him down on that elbow. Let him work. Let him cook uh, offensively and just go get buckets. Uh, and it felt like once they got to that, they couldn't really get away from that shot diet. And now he's out of a flow. And now Jimmy comes back in. He tries to kind of save the day, which he did <laughs> a couple points there with that big three in the corner. But then they came back down. But it's just a tough kind of – it was a grind of a game. Uh, it, it's – a discussion I did not want to have at any point when it kept getting brought up. I literally have not discussed the Tyler Hero thing once. Like whenever I keep Good hearing me, it get yeah. brought up, I was like, I'm not even addressing it because that's how dumb I think it is. Like you're, you're watching this team tonight. And I think that it's not just because it's tonight why you should have this takeaway. Like this, there's going to be pockets where this team looks really good offensively because they're going to move the ball around. They're going to be kind of active and moving and shots making are going threes. to fall, making threes. <laughs> it's going to look great. As soon as that doesn't happen, they don't really have anything else to get to. They don't yeah. have that that backup plan to get to to kind of put pressure on the defense. That's where Tyler Hero would have came in handy tonight, and that's where he's going to come in handy a lot more throughout this season, and that's why he's a big part of this offense. So I'm not even going to get into that, Greg. I just wanted to point that out because it's just another night where you, you see kind of the limitations on an offense like this when the, when those things aren't going well. But, yeah, I do say that the, the main thing that stuck out to me was kind of going away from Bam. That That's kind of a thing that, that just can't continue, to be honest. You're right, because Bam is so comfortable right now. He's getting to his spots, and the jumper is so clean. Um, and so for them to go away from that, and you're right, like this, it was a weird situation because it felt like it just they lost focus and attention on getting it to Bam, and then they just couldn't get back to it. And then as I'm looking, I'm perusing this box score. You have two starters with a combined eight points, Kyle Lowry and Haywood Highsmith. So to your point about Hero being out and they could use him, well, hell yeah, they could. And this was another night where they got single digits from everyone, but uh, Jimmy, Bam, and Duncan still continues to be uh, solid uh, with seven assists tonight, by the way. Never mind, it's uh, four or five from the three-point line. Um, I just... This is a, this was a tough loss because it felt like they kept in the zone a ton, and this was in the second half. And I, I guess I understand why, and Sean Rochester was on our off-the-floor Discord chat. Everyone should subscribe to that, by the way. Uh, kind of pointing out that Chicago is such a bad shooting team that playing the zone is not as risky against them, and sometimes that would work. I felt like then when they went back to man late in the game, Chicago was already grooving and feeling themselves. And ultimately, that's where we're going to land with the A aggressive play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette play of the night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A aggressive insurance agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954 581 8800. That's 954 581 8800 or insurancebylanette.com. That's insurancebylanette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylanette.com. So, yeah, I'm salty about this, but the Rock or the um a aggressive insurance by Lynette play of the night was a pretty nasty 19 foot turnaround fade away right around the left wing. DeMar DeRozan in Jaime Jaquez Jr.'s face, and he played great defense. And he, they were in man at that point, 
but I felt like maybe they probably should have gone back to it sooner with plus defenders on the floor. Brady, am I making too much of – so shout-out to DeMar DeRozan for the play of the night, but I don't want to spend that much time talking about Chicago Bulls because um, that's Chicago Bulls. Um, this game was. Damn, and now I'm looking. Jimmy hit that damn 23-foot step back in the right corner. This game hurts. Did they play too much zone, or am I making too much of that? Yeah, it's tough to say because as much as, like, the, the talk around Chicago is, like, about blowing it up and all this stuff, they still have, like, elite ISO players on this squad that it's, like, it is tough to deal with as a defense. Starting with the fact about that shot, the play of the night, that DeRozan turnaround, great defense behind me, I guess, on that play. Like, that was, like, the reason it's play of the night is because it was such a tough shot. Like, he played it so well. Uh, stayed down on shot fakes, like contained and not foul. Like did so many things you want to do. It's just a better shot. That's pretty much what that is. Yeah. But to your point, when you brought the zone, I thought it was a good point because, you know, they stayed in it. A big reason for that was because of the fact that it forces a ton of shots that maybe you kind of want Chicago to take. And seeing the start of that game, like it seemed like a great idea. <laughs> like yeah, watching yeah, the way that game true. started. Uh, I was saying to myself, I'm like, I'm not even going to give Miami's defense a ton of credit in this first quarter. When they were up 20 to one, I'm like, it's not even a heat defensive dominance. This is just, they can't make a shot. So yeah. suppose probably sitting there and saying, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll flow into a zone for a while because they'll just go into this non, non ability to hit any shots. But then Kobe white comes over and kind of hits these big shots. Alex Caruso down the stretch uh, hits big shots. And it's pretty much all the guys that, even when you're in a zone, you could slightly pull away from certain players. It's all the guys that you're kind of helping off of in a way that you're slightly pulling away from. And it may, it may sound may sound crazy because Kobe White, especially tonight, was just absolutely killing them. But like when you have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine like attacking, that's kind of generally what's going to happen. So I don't know, man. I, I There's certain games like this where I, I lean, I, I feel like, in a certain direction of like the offense or the defense – and I don't know why I walk away from this game blaming the offense so much more than the defense. Like, <laughs> like, and I know it's going to be funny because you hear me say this, and you're probably after this is done recording, I'm going to watch Jimmy Butler in this post game interview talk about we need to defend at a higher yeah, level. Like, it's like always going to be that, always will be. But in reality, I think when you're looking at what went wrong, it was much more about what they went away from offensively that we already touched on. So, look, they play this team in what 48 hours so yeah. they can kind of correct a lot of the things that they saw this is kind of what spo is good at where when you kind of get these two game sets where you can kind of really lock in on one team in the film wise and kind of find the gaps to open up so i'm sure they'll adjust some certain stuff defensively maybe go to less zone maybe not maybe switch matchups where they feel like they can go to a kind of a you know hey first of all haywood probably would have been closing if he wasn't such a mess offensively in this game. Yeah, he just couldn't and score. Because the, I looked at the, what the, kind of was needed defensively down the stretch, and I'm like, man, they could have used him. But he re and it's not to say that Spo should have played him, because he really was just – it wasn't he was just missing shots. You could tell he was really in his head this game. Like there was plays around the rim where he's just losing it out of bounds and kind of yep. just losing the ball. I'm like, it makes it kind of made sense to me why it didn't happen, but I will say that that's a matchup that I think could shift where if he could find a little bit of a flow – He's a guy that you want closing games and kind of guarding those one of those guys in DeRozan or Levine. I I agree. It was a mess for him, and that's unfortunate because he was doing other things because he, he just continues to find ways to impact the game, still played uh, regular minutes and such. 
but just could not hit the broadside of a barn. Kyle Lowry had, you know, moments playmaking, had a defensive moment where it was more about uh, the the offensive player losing the ball than him stealing it, but he did get a steal late there. But this whole 34 to 21 in the fourth quarter, I'm with you on the, that the offense has to take responsibility for this because Chicago can't stop them, and they were showing that throughout the game. And so for them to not go back to what was working with Bam, with all those mini, middies and, and turnarounds and just everything dropping, it, it, it was a little bit um, – it seemed like they just kind of took the foot off the gas pedal. And this is what happens. You go around the league, and when you're on the road – Home teams can't get momentum. You got to put them to sleep. And they didn't do that. And they were out-rebounded by 10. Just as I'm looking through the stats here, they had uh, three more turnovers than Chicago. Both of these teams are known for taking care of the ball so far this year. So this is really was a situation where you had to try to limit your mistakes because Chicago didn't make a ton of them. That's one of the few things they do well is take care of the ball. Um, so I'm disconcerted coming out of this game, but I think Brady hit on something this two-game set, they're not going to get swept. I think Spo will adjust. Uh, they'll probably get similar Jimmy and Bam games, and it's just going to be about those other guys stepping up. Uh, on the other side of the injury report, I'm going to go to Brady for maybe what he thinks will be some of the biggest changes that will come. But first, uh, we're going to go to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now... The injury report. Ask about me. I got you on Instagram. The injury report is as such. Jamal Kane is down in the G League. Um, Tyler Hero, we already touched on, is not playing. He is injured still. Uh, Nikola Jovic and Cole Swider also were on assignment in the G League. So uh, this is a situation where the team is pretty damn healthy. Uh, Thomas Bryan, Orlando Robinson, Drew Smith did not play. in tonight's game, there were two Drew Smith jerseys behind one of the baskets I saw on social media tonight. Um, they had to be family or friends, I'd imagine. This was a tough loss. Overall, I'm not going to lament it and go back through it again. Brady, what do you think in this 48-hour stretch between when they will play again? Miami's going to be hungry for this one because they just let one slip. Biggest thing they could do differently that you think will impact winning in 48 hours is what? That's a good question. I mean, it may be as simple as what you hinted at before, which is just the role players shooting better. Because on our Discord, it was something I pointed out at halftime. Where the, my, my big takeaway at halftime was they need one role player to pop. That was like right. literally my one takeaway was like they just need one player to play slightly above their head. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. They just need one guy. They didn't have that one guy because I'm not even classifying Duncan in that range because Duncan was kind of playing in his own flow and he's kind of trying to emulate at least some of what Tyler does. But as for the other guys, they just didn't have that. And I want to actually tie this into the injury report thing because I hope I'm not kind of looking into this a little bit too much, but I'm really hoping that Caleb is just trying to find a flow right now where he's just not played basketball in so long that he's just trying to find his shot, find his rhythm. 
because I'm watching some of these shots he's taking and so many of them are short where I'm like, I hope this isn't a case where he's popping back up on this injury report where right. they're saying that that knee is still kind of bothering him and it's kind of heavy and he's, his legs are not underneath him. That's something I'd look out for. That'd be the one injury report thing that I feel like I'm waiting to see possibly pop up. Cause that's, it's just such a tough thing to deal with because it's one of those injuries that like could like you just wake up one day and it's just randomly, you just kind of feel it's it. Again. Sore. Right. Yep. So that's kind of an interesting thing to look at, but maybe once again, maybe we're overlooking it, kind of looking into it too much where he's really is just trying to find a flow because there was some, <laughs> I'm thinking now in my head, watching that dunk over the top of him, that, that yeah. knee didn't look too bad on that play, but there are other points where I'm like, he doesn't, he doesn't have the same explosiveness that he, he did in previously watching him. Right. Yeah. Consistently being able to kind of play off of that. So that's the one thing I guess I'll be eyeing to kind of see, because we came into this season saying that he needed to be their fourth best player. Like that was kind of where we all were. They need him to get back to somewhat of that that same punch. Like luckily they have a lot of guys that are playing above their heads right now. Maybe this game isn't a good example of that, but they ha- they've been having a lot of guys play above their heads that they need to kind of get his consistency back because that would be huge for this team. So that's kind of a thing that they, if he could find a rhythm, I don't know if it's the lineups, I don't know if it's the knee, they need him to kind of get find that rhythm. And I believe he will be. No, I'm with you there because the other thing about Caleb is like when he's at his best, he's bouncy too. And you're not necessarily seeing that. I mean, obviously the dunk looked bouncy, but Caleb can get up higher than that actually. And so, and I know that probably sounds crazy, but uh, I mean, I just go back to that one. I'll never forget the damn dunk against Milwaukee. (laughs) Uh, It was, you know, and that was at home. Um, and it was a, just a regular season game, but it's it just, if you go back and look at that and then you watch the plays, yeah, maybe for a spurt for one play, he can get up, but consistently that's something to watch. Um, but the other part about tonight's game, and this is where we'll close is some of the shooting numbers as I'm looking over it here, forget Kyle and, and Highsmith, which to have two starters combined shoot three for 14 is really tough. But then you look at the bench, to your point, Caleb Martin, two of nine, Caleb, two of seven. Um, Jay Rich and Hawkes were more efficient, but didn't really score a ton. And the plus minus numbers are awful. Uh, I think that they'll clean this up. I'm not necessarily too worried, but this is one of those classic Miami Heat games where they let it get down to the wire, wanting to play clutch games, Eric Spolstra. No, I'm joking. Um, and ultimately, another clutch game comes, and these are dangerous. And usually, the Heat come out on the better side of this, but tonight they didn't. 102-97, uh, final score. Chicago takes the first of this uh, two-game set up there. Brady Hawk, thank you for joining. Uh, Ethan, Alex will be back on the off-day pods, and we are out. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.